0: From Upstate Medical University, I'm Amber Smith. This is HealthLink on Air. You may have seen headlines in recent weeks about a new organ discovered in the human body called the interstitium. So to discuss this, I have with me in the studio, Dr. Barry Berg. He's a retired emeritus professor who continues to do some teaching. Um, He earned multiple teaching awards during his more than four decades of teaching full-time at Upstate, and there's a scholarship in his name for a student in the College of Medicine. Among his many roles, Dr. Berg taught anatomy to thousands of medical students and physical therapy students, so he's really ideal for talking about this subject. So thank you so much for being here.
1: My pleasure.
0: So these headlines were really eye-catching uh, about this new organ that um, has been discovered. So what was your reaction?
1: Uh, skeptic. Skeptical at first. Um, and then I read the original article. and
0: The journal paper? The okay. Journal
1: of Scientific Reports. It's an online journal published by Nature. Okay. And um, I read the article... Was not surprised to find there was not one mention of a new organ. So it kind of brought back a memory to me of when I was in graduate school at UCLA. I was doing my postdoctoral research, working with a fellow who'd done a lot of research on the eye, and he made his key discovery was that certain of the photoreceptor cells were able to renew a portion of themselves. And this was presented along with other work at a symposium. Um, The next day, big headlines in the LA Times, UCLA scientists discovers cells in the brain can renew themselves.
0: Oh, wow.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, it, it was a big thing because most cells in the brain do not renew themselves and that's not what he found. But following that article, he had hundreds of calls, people begging to have their eyes donated so hopefully he can make them see. So it was a great headline, but it wasn't exactly scientifically accurate. Um, this story uh, does have its, its merits. Um, they're using a new a relatively new mechanism to study human tissue. Um, as an aside, I just read an art a book where they use similar techniques to study uh, connective tissue in the human body, fascia in the human body. So it's a new way of looking at the interstitium, but it is not a new organ. They don't claim it and it really isn't.
0: So the researchers didn't say, use that phrase, but no. a journalist. Um...
1: Well, the, the, sci- the, the New Scientist, which is kind of a magazine, you know, I don't know, like maybe Popular Mechanics or something, um, they were the ones who coined the term New Organ. So what this article reports, the, 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 the main article is looking at the human interstitium. Now, we have known, people have known about the interstitium, uh, well, at least longer than I've been alive, and that's a long time, uh, but for hundreds and hundreds of years.
0: So what is the interstitium?
1: Interstitium, if you look at it, and some people will have different definitions, but it's it's sort of like loose packing tissue. It's tissue that uh, fills in spaces. Um, probably the best. They did a lot of work on the, the gallbladder, the, the bile ducts, um, nasal mucosa, uh, other organ, uh, organs like that. And, and they have what's called a submucosa. And. And that's what the interstitium is. It's in between tissue.
0: Is it just in the abdomen?
1: No, it's, it's all over. It's it, everywhere. It's everywhere. Oh, okay. Now, the, the, the one of the things I'd like to mention about that is people who study fluid balance in in, in human body. Um, about sixty percent of our fluid is contained within the cell. It's called intracellular fluid. The other 40 percent is divided between fluid in the blood vessels and fluid in the interstitium. Mm. And in order to have exchange oxygen, CO2, nutrients, waste, things like that, it's got to pass from the cell to the interstitium into the um, excuse me, the blood vessels, cells, interstitium cells, there are conditions such as edema or hemorrhage.
0: Edema being swelling. Edema
1: swelling, yeah. Where fluid remains in the interstitium. And that's called third spacing.
0: Hmm.
1: Where you have one space is the cell, the other, the vascular, third, the interstitium. Um, The other thing the article makes a big point about is that there are these thin lymphatic vessels in the interstitium. Normally what they do is help return tissue fluid to the venous system, Um, but it's also a mechanism for the spread of cancer. So, what these people did, I think, that in, my, in my view, the, the best part is they, I don't know, about 50 years ago, when electron microscopy was really popular, everyone looked at different cells and tissues. There may not have been a lot of new discoveries, but there are things that you could not see without the electron microscope that all of a sudden became visible. And people studied how that. Added or subtracted to the function, um, so what these people found are different channels that they think will help connect with lymphatics, not only help drainage but help could help in the spread of cancer.
0: Well, you mentioned that they're using a, a new mechanism. Is it a microscope, or what, how are they looking uh, at this? differently?
1: They use two things. One is confocal microscopy. Now, that isn't that new because a lot of the research going on in in anatomy, for example, has to do with confocal microscopy. It allows you to look at living tissue in a way that's never been done before.
0: Mm, So
1: that's one thing. The other is to use... You know when when you have a problem in your gut and they put a, a tube in, it's mm-hmm. called an endoscope. So now they're using endoscopic techniques to study tissue. Hmm. And so those are the two major mechanism or um, ways they use to study this tissue. And it's never been done before. and it's it points out some very interesting, structures in the interstitium. They relate it to the functioning of the interstitium, but they do not say it's a new organ. They're finding maybe new new substructure and correlating that with possibly new functions.
0: Interesting. I've got some more questions, but first, this is Upstate's Health Link on air. I'm your host Amber Smith, and I'm talking with Dr. Barry Berg, an expert in anatomy, about the interstitium. And you sort of described it as packing tissue. Um, I wanted to ask, like functionally, what does it does it keep the the or, other organs in place, or what um, does it do? One of the
1: things is it 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 can keep organs in place. If you look at <laughs> If you took a look at my belly, you'd find a lot of fatty cells in that tissue. So it protects, provides energy, but it's mainly a, a type of, of loose connective tissue, meaning it has collagen fibers, some reticular fibers. Um, there are cells in it. Most of the cells come from either uh, blood cells that come in there to come in the interstitium to eat up dirt bacteria, things like that. Um, but it mainly it supports the let me go, if if you take a look at an organ.
0: Like a liver or gallbladder. A liver,
1: gallbladder, stomach, you start off with a cell. From the cell, the next level is our tissues, which in Latin meant texture. So you have epithelial tissue, connective tissue, muscle, nerve. Those tissues combine in different proportions in different ways to form an organ. So I think these, if you take an organ like the, the intestine, the most inside, the deepest layer is called the epithelium. The epithelium is epithelial tissue. Under that is what's called the lamina propria, which is a loose form of electri- uh, 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 connective tissue, but has a lot of lymphocytes, fibroblasts, and, 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 lymph- and um, cells that will fight infection. Then you have the submucosa, which supports the mucous membrane. It has nerves, blood vessels that are necessary to support the other tissues. So that's mainly what it's doing. And as I said before, it helps in the exchange between the, capilar, the vascular space and the intracellular space.
0: Does it spread cancer? Or does it help it, cancer spread? Yes,
1: yes. Because it, the, uh, from what I understand, there are two major ways cancer can metastasize. One is through the venous system,
0: through the bloodstream.
1: Yeah, it goes in the venous system and out, and the lymphatic system. And you do have small vessel, lymphatic vessels in that area, so it is a way for cancer, tumor cells, to get in and spread. Um, and what the article postulates. Is that some of the structures that they found will aid in the spread of material through the lymphatic huh. system?
0: Gotcha. Well, I mm. think one of the things this uh, article about this, you know, new organ mm. or whatever, um, it, it brought to mind. You know, what is an organ? What I mean, what makes something an organ?
1: Ah, great question. You must have been studying. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, you hear it, me. No, no. The reason the reason I mentioned that is. We tend to think of cells, tissues, organs. Organs are an arrangement of one or more of the four basic tissues that provides a certain function. And so we think of organs being mainly solid organs. Stomach, liver, heart, testicles, ovaries, these are all organs. And if you put, for example, the the heart and blood vessels together, now you have your cardiovascular system. Okay. Okay, which is to pump and cause exchange of blood. Now you have your lungs, your chest, blood vessels that form the respiratory system. So the respiratory if you look at the lungs, the trachea, bronchi, that's all different organs that make up that one system.
0: Is there are are there organs that are in more than one system? Hmm. I mean, if you do cardiopulmonary, that's heart and lungs, right? Those are two different systems. They're two different systems, yeah. but yeah. the lungs or the heart would be in both, right?
1: Or not? Not necessarily. A pulmonologist is not going to study the heart cardiologist does not study the lungs there are overlaps but those are they have the main organ systems digestive respiratory endocrine uh, nervous uh, brain spinal cord peripheral nerves so there's not usually not much overlap
0: so where does the skin fit in cuz
1: oh skin is an organ
0: but most people wouldn't think of it as an organ but what makes it an organ
1: The skin is the largest organ in the body and it's an organ because it's made up of a number of different tissues. So you have the epithelium, epidermis, is the outer layer. The dermis is the next layer and that contains blood vessels, it contains nerves, it contains different sense receptors, and that's where, that would be analogous to the interstitium because it's a lot of connective tissue. Hmm. And then below that is the hypodermis, is mainly fatty tissue. Put those together, epithelium, connective, fat, nerve, muscle, glands, there's your, that's an organ. So the skin is considered an organ.
0: What about bones?
1: Uh, that's a, it's a well... Bone is a type of connective tissue. Uh, bones are the basic tissue, osseous um, ash, ah, tissue, bone tissue, the, forms the basis of bones. But each bone can be considered an organ because it's made up of bone connective blood and even a little epithelium. Put all the bones together, you have the skeletal system.
0: Wow, this has been very interesting. <laughs> I I want to thank you for your time coming in to oh, discuss this. My pleasure. Appreciate it. Um, uh, my guest yeah. has been anatomy professor Dr. Barry Berg. I'm Amber Smith for Upstate's podcast and talk show Health Link on Air.